Welcome to the Veterinary Pulse podcast. My name is Jordan Benchia. I'm the executive director of the VIN Foundation. Veterinary Pulse is the heartbeat of the profession. Join us as we talk with veterinary colleagues about critical topics, from student debt to mental health, and share stories. Stories connect us as humans, as animals, as a veterinary community. This podcast is made possible through individual donors like yourself and our technology partnership with VIN, the Veterinary Information Network. Thank you for being here. A couple of show notes. This isn't how we plan to launch the Veterinary Pulse podcast. In the last few weeks, things have become a bit abnormal. And we thought it best to focus our energy on getting helpful information out to our colleagues instead of fixating on a perfect launch. We ask you to bear with us as we pivot to adapt and adjust with hopes we are providing you with information you find helpful. Thanks for being patient with us. And as always, we welcome feedback. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Jordan Menchia. And... Wow, have we had some news the last couple of weeks. Our world has just sort of been mind blown a little bit. And in the midst of everything that's going on, I thought we would take a chance and speak with Dr. Bree Montana, who runs the VIN Foundation's Vets for Vets program. And welcome, Bree. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me, Jordan. I'm happy to be here. And so we're going to kind of just, it seems like um, the best thing that we can do right now is sort of offer people some help and guidance and just sort of some calming, you know, possibility of a resource here in the midst of lots of craziness as we start to, you know, find our way in this new path. So um, Brie, would you mind just taking a few minutes and kind of helping us understand what Vets for Vets is, how it started and how the program works? Yeah, um, I'd love to. So back in 2000 and 2009, 2010, you know, the economy was really in the dumpster and I was practicing medicine and uh, I'm in a, in a somewhat remote area. We are in a tourist town. I live in North Lake Tahoe. So we're very dependent upon the local economy and dependent on people being able to travel. And, um, you know, my clients are sort of people with Learjets and people that service them and people that clean those guys' houses. So my, my practice is pretty stratified stratified, but really sensitive to um, changes in the economy. And at the time, that time, the economy was pretty terrible. And uh, I was having a really hard time with my practice. I had two businesses at the time, and I was really struggling. And I had the feeling that I was the only person that was struggling. Um, And a group of us got together. um, uh, Paul Pion invited a bunch of been members um, up to Davis, and we all got together and talked about the situation, and it became clear to me that we're, there are so many of us in the same boat, but we weren't connecting with each other on that level. We were also ashamed of our struggles and, you know, kind of wanting to show everybody our highlight reels and not really showing them what was going on in our home movies. So um, we talked about, gosh, wouldn't it be nice if we had the ability to reach out to a colleague and a colleague could just talk to us one-on-one like a normal human being and we could recognize how similar we all are and how similar all of our struggles are and thereby become stronger because uh, I do believe we're stronger together. So at that time we started Vets for Vets and it just started with a phone number and we would folks would call in and we would talk and from there we have built out so many pro- programs. I like to say if you have a problem I'll make a program 
We created Vets in Recovery for veterinarians recovering from any form of addiction. We started Cancer Vets for veterinarians who have been diagnosed with cancer. Um, we have veterinarians who have been through bankruptcy and come out the other side and found their sunshine there. Um, we, have, uh, we have just, gosh, um, so many different ways of helping people. We have a mentor match. Um, and I think the most meaningful thing for me is my ability to connect one-on-one -on -one with our colleagues. And even if I'm talking to a colleague who's going through a super hard time, it just becomes a strengthening moment for both of us because we both recognize that we're here for each other. And that's, that's the beauty of Vets for Vets. It's veterinarians helping veterinarians um, in making our profession as great as it can be. Yeah, and it's so wonderful just what you do on a day-to-day -day basis and just the comfort that you're able to give people. And can you kind of sort of help people understand the type of tangible support that you provide? Like say somebody is interested in reaching out to Vets for Vets, it can be a very vulnerable or scary experience for some. And how does that process work? Oh, so easy. They can email me directly, vetsforvets at binfoundation.org. Um, it's vets, V-E-T-S, number four, vets at that little at sign, uh, vinfoundation.org. Um, and I, I would say our response rate is pretty fast. Um, we usually get a response back by email within 24 hours. They can also call directly. Um, any, they can call between nine and five Pacific time every single day of the year at 530-794-8094. And somebody will answer the phone. You know, occasionally um, it'll go to a voicemail and we'll have to call back. Uh, very, very rarely. I think we almost always are able to jump right on that phone call if we're not on another phone call at the same time. That's wonderful. And that's um, being able to have that. We'll, you know, we'll put that information in the episode notes so you guys are able to easily access that. So if you're driving or walking, you don't need to worry about writing it down at this moment. And so once they reach out, Brie, what happens next? Um, so if they reach out by email, uh, then I, I'll typically uh, respond myself um, and I'll try to get that done within 24 hours and I'll address their concern, you know, directly. Uh, often I'll invite, really frequently, I'll invite people to call my team and schedule a time to chat with me because I feel like just that connection is so helpful. It's so helpful to know that you're not alone and that your problem is one that so many people have been through. I mean, I have talked to people who um, have diverted drugs from their supply and we find them help and we help them uh, get into recovery. I have talked to people who have just you know, made really tragic errors in medicine or surgery, and and I have been able to connect them with other folks who have been through that and have come out the other side. I mean, there's no human foible that we haven't really managed. Um, and gosh, I think it's so helpful to know that you're not alone in making a mistake or making a bad decision or a bad choice, or perhaps you made all the good decisions and all the right choices and the cards just didn't kind of play out in your favor and you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. There's nothing wrong with that. We're here to help. Yeah. So often in life, right? Plans don't really work out the way that we <laughs> expect them often. to. <laughs> way too often. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Right now, right? Right now is a perfect oh. example. And I think one thing that it seems like we hear so often with Vets for Vets is just how much people appreciate that when they reach out, what they're getting is a tangible one-on-one -on -one response and conversation with you and almost as a, an immediate triage just to 
um, be there and to listen and then to help determine sort of what's the best approach from there. And can you talk a little bit about the different, I mean, you mentioned yeah. the different groups, cancer vets and vets in recovery, but um, if you can talk a little bit about Dr. Susan Cohen's oh, yeah. group Absolutely. and um, what the other options are, that'd be great. Yeah, we have two amazing psychotherapists that help us out. Um, we have Dr. Susan Cohen and she runs this really great support group. They meet every Thursday night at nine o'clock Eastern time. And um, good news for everybody that's quarantining themselves. <laughs> you can meet with the support group from home using your computer. Um, and they like to do a video and either sound through the computer or with the dial up, whatever gives you the best sound. But people show up in their jammies with a hot cocoa or a glass of wine, um, you know, and Susan, Susan does such a wonderful job of shepherding the group. Every week she sends out a little email to all of us saying, here are some, some things to read. Um, and it's always, uh, it's always something that I'm like, oh, man, I'm so glad I got that today. It was just the message I needed. Or um, uh, maybe I'll, I'll have that message today and maybe I'll need it tomorrow. Um, the group works with everything. Sometimes there will be a veterinarian there that's a new grad and they're already on their third job and they wonder if this is the right profession for them because they've stepped in poo so many times. Um, and, you know, the team will all, the group, because they become a supportive group for each other, will help that new grad to recognize, you know, what went wrong in the interview process or what they were, you know, noticing in their interview process. Other times it'll be somebody who's all the way on the other side of the spectrum and they're getting ready to sell their practice and retire. Or it's someone that, um, you know, is having a divorce and they have personal stuff going on and they just need some collegial support from people that kind of, are in the same tribe and that's a beautiful um, that's a beautiful group that meets every week um, other things we have to uh, support wise uh, dr. Michelle Gaspar who is a veterinarian and also a psychotherapist sometimes we hook people up with her so they can have somebody to walk along with them while they find some actual boots on the ground therapists we don't offer therapy through vets for vets but we have folks trained with good solid therapy chops to walk alongside you while you find a therapist. And that can be really helpful as well. Um, you know, those are sort of two of the more um, esoteric support options that we have. And then of course our mentor match, we try to hook people up with folks who've been through similar problems. I have a couple people in our mentor match team who have been through bankruptcies. And if you are considering a bankruptcy or reconsolidation, um, they can kind of walk through that with folks. And um, sometimes I'll have someone who is trying to get into shelter vet medicine. So I have a couple folks that have worked in shelter vet medicine right now, and they can talk to them about that. And just I'll just make the plug that I'm always looking for more mentors. So if you're interested in helping folks, it's a, it's a nice thing, that, a nice way of giving back. Yeah, and you know, a lot of vets, vets for vets is peer to peer support, which is, uh, I think that right now, hopefully, one of the benefits of this time um, that we will see come out of this this you know challenging time is is really communities supporting communities and people supporting people and an an increase in kindness and support in the midst of this very uncertain and unknown time and. And that there, and that people can find solace that they're never alone. Somebody is always here, and it can be completely confidential. And 
So, you know, sometimes it seems like, you know, what we find is that people just writing an email and sharing their information, that seems to be therapeutic enough. And that if you even reach out to them, they, they, you might not hear back because for them, just that email was sort of an offloading and, you know, yeah, their own I, sort of therapy that they needed at the moment. That, I think that, that frequently, I, I hear that frequently from folks. Um, God, I'm so happy just mm-hmm. to know that I'm not alone in this. Just being able to tell you what right. I'm thinking helps me feel better. And the cool thing, I mean, the, <laughs> almost every phone call, it doesn't matter how, how, uh, how deep the tears are when we start the phone call, there's all, almost always laughter in the middle and towards the end because we just have such a common thread. <laughs> I mean, you know, things that suck, man, they suck for everyone. And, we, and we've all stepped in it. And it's just, it's just so comforting to know that, um, that we're not alone in our struggle. We're all, we really all are moving things forward together. Right. And so what do you, what do you think, um, you know, in this time where, as we've mentioned a few times already, there's a lot of uncertainty and people are unsure what's going to happen. Um, you know, next week, let alone tomorrow. I mean, I think our stock market went within 16 market days from an almost all-time high to a bear market. And so we're looking at very uncertain times. What are some of the tricks um, or tips rather that you rely on um, in the, I mean, as a full-time proxy veterinarian and a practice owner, along with running Vets for Vets, what are some things that you rely on to sort of your tools or tangible, you know, tips that you do that you feel make a difference? Well, you know, one of the things that's really happening um, a lot right now is there's just, the news is constantly searching for a scarier and more impactful story. And they're really digging and searching for, for numbers and pictures and kind of dramatic stuff because that's what drives the news. And, and frankly, the news is scary. The truth is scary. So um, I, I think that it really helps us when, when things are bad. And this is what I do when I'm in surgery. And, you know, I, uh, I, I, I hit an artery and I hear that whoosh sound. Um, first of all, stick your thumb on the news, uh, stick your thumb on the artery. Um, and then, um, <laughs> and then it just take a minute, you know, when you feel your body ramping up and we all are right now, we're all feeling our bodies ramping up. When we feel it ramp up, take a minute. Um, I like to say breath, body, brain. So what I, what I do is I, you know, stick my thumb on that artery. Um, I take a breath and I relax my body and then I remind myself that this is something that I can cope with. So we want to start with our breath and, you know, we start to, our, you know, we, we read online or we read on our Facebook group or we read um, on our, you know, in, in our team that uh, people are talking about um, shutting down your hospital for a couple months. Well, let's just take a breath on that. Figure out if that's going to be right for us. We're going to take a breath before we do anything. We're going to relax our body and then we'll allow our brain to do its job. Um, and our brain needs to say, is this, is this really um, a dramatic problem right now? Am I in danger? Am I physically in danger? And chances are excellent that we're not physically in danger right now. And so we need to remind our whole body of that so that, so that we can access the whole brain. Because when we are in danger, really all we need to be doing is running or fighting. Um, and once we tell our brain and our, we, our brain figures out that we're not in danger, then we can make better decisions. And I think that one of the most important things that we need to remember is how awesome we are at biosecurity. We are, we're the, we're the soul of biosecurity on the veterinary medicine side. 
We're here to keep the animals safe. We're here to keep the people safe by keeping the animals safe. And we know so much about containing disease and, and containing infection and sterilizing and keeping things clean and being, you know, we do with, deal with more poop than anyone and we know how to clean it up faster than anyone. So we need to remember that, that we are safe and we know how to keep ourselves safe. If we're immune suppressed, if we're one of the at-risk population um, folks, then we know what we need to do. And if we're not, and we need to keep our hospitals open so that we can provide emergency care, we know how to do that safely. We know how to assess people um, and help them understand how to keep a safe distance. And we know how to make people follow rules. And we're good at that. So we just need to remember that we live in the sweet spot. Um, I think that's really important. And I think it's, it's so helpful to just, you know, when you, when you hear too much news, Figure out how much news you need to hear to make good decisions for your life. Turn off the rest of it and do something inspirational. Create something. Reach out and help someone. The thing that is best for me when I'm having the worst time is to do something for someone else. Yeah, I think all those are really good tips, especially just I think what, one of the things that you mentioned is realizing that you have the tools within you, you know what to do, and you have the best practices. And it, it's so easy in this current time frame and news cycle to just feel overwhelmed as oh my gosh I have no idea what's going on and I don't know what to do and I'm totally I'm completely out of control and if you just take that moment and even you know recently we've been talking about just talk to yourself I'm like that's totally okay you know yeah. <laughs> talk to yourself yeah. and say you know what I've got this I I you know I I can't I can only control my actions and reactions, but this I've got, this is what I know, and you can start with that framework and and make sure you're sort of reality checking yourself and and not getting caught up in this sort of, you know, endless, right? right? And I think part of it also is is in the midst of all of this, the best thing that we can all do is stay healthy. And the best way to stay healthy is to take the best care that we can of ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And that doesn't mean being selfish about it. It just means, you know, remember that if you're drinking fluids and getting sleep as, as much as you can and eating the right foods, that like you are going to stay healthy and you're also going to be prepared to take the best care of your, your clients and your patients and your staff and your loved ones. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what, uh, one of the things that we're doing with my team here at the hospital, we do a couple things that I think could easily, they're just really helpful for us. And so I'll tell you, tell you guys about them and try to roll them out if it makes sense for you. Um, we put a whiteboard up on the wall and on one column we have our goal, our long-term goals. In the middle column, we have our weekly goals. And in, in the far right column, we have our daily goals. And I noticed that as this, as this COVID-19 thing has been rolling along, and it's definitely impacting us a lot. We just had a beautiful snowstorm. I mean, we have this amazing sunny day with Hollywood snow coming down. We have, I've been hiking to work with my, my Huskies through three and a half feet of snow, and it's just beautiful. And all of our ski resorts have closed indefinitely. And, you know, so many of my clients are, are work in the ski industry and the hospitality industry. So that's impacted our hospital. And I've noticed that our, our daily goals, they, they were a lot different a couple of weeks ago. Today, um, <laughs> you've seen them shift. Yeah, you really changed um, our daily goals. Um, first of all, we weren't making them for a little while. I think we were all sort of in a panic mode. And so yesterday we said, you know what, we need to 
do our daily goals. We like to do them at the beginning of everybody's week run of shifts. Um, and we were like all behind. So we did them yesterday. Mine was to drink a lot of water um, for my daily goal because I know I can do that. And of course, and I'm working on push-ups. And I have a couple of, um, you know, physical goals like that. And then my uh, my intellectual goal is to work on my rounds that I have or my um, course that I have coming up for VSPN and kind of polish that a little bit. So I've made my goals simpler and simpler as life has gotten harder and harder. Um, but I've kept my long-term goals because I know that this is a short-term problem. It's a hot problem, and like all hot fires, it's going to burn fast. Um, and we will be back. Right. We'll be back to our normal life. It'll, you know, be a new normal. Um, but just like a forest fire run, rips through the forest, it it cleans some stuff out, and it helps us have better habits, and it helps us value things more. And that's what's going to happen here. We'll mm-hmm. be back to business as usual. However, I hope we'll be back to business as unusual. I hope we'll be more appreciative of our colleagues and our opportunity to to help others. And I hope that um, I hope that as we start filling out our our long term weekly and daily goals, that maybe we'll add something a little more spiritual in too. Mhm. Yeah. You know, it's it's really interesting. I think that there is so much back to what you're saying just about you're reacting and in the moment it almost seems like you forgot the goals because there was panic and you know we really have this rare opportunity which doesn't feel like a doesn't feel like a happy thing in the moment but when you start to get all of this information there's this moment that you have when you are given information before you react and that moment is where all the power lies you know and that's the moment where you really have the opportunity to, in some cases, take a moment and step back and say, okay, how am I going to react to this? Right? Because so often we just instantly react right. and that instant reaction can just, you know, snowball. Right. And we just get so stuck in this instant immediate, you know, news crawl, news, news, right. you know, so much information. And if we take a moment in that moment be- between when we get information and when we react, we really that's where we can control that situation, you know, control in general is really an illusion, but right there, that's where it lives. You know, it's sort of the sweet spot and it's, it's so hard to remember that in those moments. It is. It's so tempting. I mean, honestly, um, the news that comes in on our social media and on the television, if you listen to radio, um, the news that rolls in, it's screaming, me, 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 now, now, now. But if we can, if we right. can keep our schedule and go to work and, you know, make our breakfast, um, mm-hmm. if we're working for home, from home or if we're not going to work, if we can keep our schedule, keep our life going forward in the, because who are we? We're veterinarians. What do we do? We learn and we help. So if we're, let's say our hospital has scaled back and we're not going to work for a while, Oh my gosh, what a beautiful time to take some CE. What a beautiful time to paint a picture. What a beautiful time to, you know, to to play some games with our family, to do all of those things that we never have time to do. It is not going to last long. This is before you know it, we're going to be digging out of the storm. So let's take some time to mm-hmm. really be with our the people that matter to us, be with ourselves, sit with our dreams and reassess some goals and move forward. Because if we're moving forward towards something, then we're not moving away from something. We're moving in a positive direction. And I'd love for us to take this opportunity to live in flow. 
Yeah. And, you know, I think that it can seem um, for some people who have kids at home and have no idea when those kids are going back to school. Oh my God, so hard. Or or it seems like they're never going back to school. Um, Or, you know, all these different things that are piling up, whether it's bills or anything. I would say like maybe a good idea is to even like, as you mentioned goals, sometimes it's really small, yeah. you know, very small attainable drink goals water. and what you can do right here. Exactly. <laughs> try to drink one more glass of water today. And that might be the goal, yeah, you know, that's okay. or try to take a five minute walk. That might yeah. be the goal, right? Or yeah, whatever it is, even just those little miniature goals, there's little things that everyone can do in a day that even the tiny, tiny goals. And, and I think what you said also about, you know, keeping a routine is vitally important in this time. And is, and that can be really hard when everything's up in the air, right? I mean, your schedule's all changed. You've got kids at home. I mean, you've got work scenes all off, but so if it's, if it's not, I mean, keep a routine if you can, but if it's not possible to keep a routine, definitely focus on little tiny, small goals just day by day. And, and just as you say, I think, you know, we, we have no idea how long this is going to last or what the full impact's going to be. Nobody does. But what we do know is what can we do right here and now? Um, and what sort of small goal can we do right now that just today I can accomplish that? And one thing I've, I've personally started doing is at the end of every day, sort of keeping like a joy yeah, thing. A gratitude journal. What today happened? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Similar. Just like, what did I do today yeah. that brought me any amount of joy? And it might be 30 seconds, right? right? It might be five seconds. I mean, let's just start with what we've got. Absolutely. Right. And if we just start with that and then at the end of the week, you look at that and it could just be on a, you know, a piece of paper or whatever, like today, just looking at my dog for four seconds, yeah. you know, who knows yeah. what it is. Right. But whatever that is. And then I think that when you start to look back on that, it's like, wow, that's, that's something positive to really look at. And, you know, or again, my goal today, drink one more glass of water. And then over the week, you know, that's five more glasses of water. Those things, those things build up and um, in a positive way. And so I think those yeah. things are, you know, very tangible things that you can do yeah, to sort of hopefully help. And at the same time, understanding. Yeah. And at the same time, understanding that you're not alone. Like every we're, people are here and and we're here to help and support and you know the vin foundation is here with all of our resources which are all free and available at no cost to every veterinarian you don't need to be a vin member and veterinary students and you know we're really just here to help and not you are not alone that's the most important thing and i think that sometimes it can be really scary when we're in dark moments in our yeah. life to feel like oh my God, nobody's gone through this before and shame and embarrassment. Right. And the thing is, is for sure people, someone's gone through it before. Well, you know, and chances are, <laughs> and if, you, you if it's something spoke, really dumb you know. that you've done, I've done it twice. So you're in great shape. <laughs> <laughs> I did it once and then I did it I'll again just in case it wasn't yeah. bad. I wasn't a bad enough idea the first just time. Just to make sure, <laughs> right. Was that a bad idea? <laughs> yep, <laughs> check that, still a bad idea. <laughs> you know, I have so much experience and um, the only way to get experience is by doing dumb things and I've just got a ton of it, so. That's true. Um, well, it's true that you only, a lot of times you only learn by failing, right? And we all- I'm just so willing to try are, something dumb. We're all a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, so I do, well, I, I hope that, uh, I hope we could share the message that we're here for you. We're here for you every day. Um, and uh, I would also say, if you really want all of us to know, all of us in this profession that can be so isolating and it can be so challenging. Um, it's so hard on our hearts sometimes. And it's so helpful to know that we've got a buddy out there. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, Bree, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you taking the time out. I know that you've got a really busy schedule and a full practice and a boarding facility <laughs> yeah. and everything, along with an adorable husky puppy. <laughs> right now, and he's probably causing trouble. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time, and I really appreciate you being yeah, here with us. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Bree. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Veterinary Pulse. Please check the episode notes for additional information referenced in the podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share a review. We welcome feedback and hope you'll tune in again. You can find us on social media and thank you for being here. Be well.